Hey, and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. This is episode 23, and today here with the amazing Bob Anderson, and we're going to be talking about the danger of developing property in cheaper areas. So you might want to tune into this one if you're thinking, yay, here's a bug, and I'll develop that. We might give you some reasons uh, that you might not want to. So anyway, episode 23 with Bob, let's jump right in. Hey Bob, episode 23, The Danger of Property Developing in Cheaper Areas. Mm. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Great to be here again. (laughs) He says as he he does a semi-arm pump. And for those of you listening for the first time, get back and listen to the other 22. There's some fabulous episodes. But if you don't know Bob Anderson, he's a property legend, been in the property development space for 38 years and been educating for a very long time. And just prior to the podcast, I said to Bob, Hey, how long, when did you actually start educating? And he said, well, if you can't count the stuff I was doing at TAFE, uh, well, it's been a very long time. So, yeah, I did run property courses at TAFE back in 89. There you go. So that was back then and now property development uh, education with through Property Mastermind. But anyway, so Bob, oh, before we start, we've got to give away the book. Don't forget to give away the book. Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed, Uh, great property strategies from a a lot of people and they all have their reasons why they believe theirs is is a great way to use property as a wealth creating uh, vehicle. Bob's section is on property development and why he believes that that's the pinnacle of all property strategies. But you could win a free copy should you email me or write a favourable comment on YouTube, actually, Property Mastermind on our YouTube channel, and you'll go on the draw to win a copy of this book. But this week, anyway, it went to Ben Michael. Or was it Michael Ben? Ben Michael. Ben Michael. So Ben, reach out and you receive a copy because Ben sent in a question, which we might get to on this podcast. We'll see how we go. Otherwise, it'll be coming up soon. If you'd like to win a copy, uh, comment favourably and you'll go in the drawer. Anyway, Bob, let's get into uh, the danger of property developing in cheaper areas. Mm, And it is a danger. It is. And I've seen people not really knowing what they're doing and jumping in and getting into a bit of trouble. Well, let's start off with, like, you know, why is it a danger? Why is it a danger when when you buy a property in a cheaper area to develop? Yeah, so when we say cheaper areas, where, you know, every, well, every town, probably definitely every city mm. has its, you know, its cheaper suburbs, we'll say, you know. Yeah. Um, and... What we're talking about, when we say cheaper, we're talking about the sale price of, you know, houses or townhouses, as the case may be. Mm. It's it's low, you know, compared to the average in a city, it's it's low. And we know those suburbs, we're not going to name them. Uh, it is fraught with danger and... Fraught with danger. Fraught with danger. Oh, gosh. The thing is, I think people think, oh, I'm going to develop something and I'm going to do it in a cheap area because anybody could afford it. So they think they're going to have a bigger market to sell to because it's going to be cheap. Mm. More people can afford it. And that's true. More people financially could afford to buy a cheaper property than a more expensive one. That's pretty obvious. yes. Uh, But the problem is in these cheaper areas, because the sale price is low and most of your costs are the same mm. as they would be in a more expensive suburb, 
you really get squeezed on your profit. Yeah, so that's what people don't realise is that the fixed costs in a development are fixed costs. So just because the area is cheaper doesn't mean that those fixed costs become cheaper. No, let's talk about those fixed costs. Yeah, I'll get to the biggest one in a moment, which is construction price. Let's say we were talking about townhouses. Let's say we're looking at doing a small townhouse development in a cheap suburb. Let's Mm -hmm. just say as an example. In terms of costs... Well, let's say a small townhouse, so how many are we doing? Oh, three or four. Okay, we're doing three or four. Yeah. Or more. (laughs) Three or four sounds good. So we need professional people. We need an architect to design. We need engineers. What an architect charges to design those three townhouses is not dependent on what suburb they're in. Exactly. It's dependent on the fact that he takes a certain amount of time and skill to design three townhouses. And so expensive suburb, cheap suburb, same fees. Engineers. Structural engineer, hydraulic engineer, you know, all the engineers, they don't have a different price range for different suburbs. It's based on, like a structural engineer, three townhouses, a certain amount of work, that's what they charge. Mm. Most expensive suburb, cheaper suburb, doesn't matter. So, so all these different professional people, they all charge the same. It's not like they have a friends and family rate and then a cheaper area rate. No. They might have a, a friends and family rate, but they probably, well, they definitely don't have a cheaper area rate. No, they don't. It's not based on area. You no. Know, they're not going to say, oh, this is a, you know, a cheap area, so I won't charge as much. Mm. <laughs> you won't find them doing that. And uh, councils, well, councils' fees do vary how they calculate them. Mm. Uh, like if you, if you went to somebody somewhere like Brisbane, for instance, contributions are always the big council fee. They don't they, miss you. They don't miss you. <laughs> they but, don't miss you. But say in, in Brisbane, just to choose one, the contributions are based on the number of bedrooms. So if it's a three-bedroom townhouse, they're pretty ugly. They're up around 30000 If it's a two-bedroom, they're a bit over twenty. But some councils charge on construction price as a percentage, so it does vary, but it's not based on a suburb. No. They don't have... They're just standard costs yeah, for so that council. Yeah, yeah. construction fee, council fee. Uh, finance. Mm. Finance is a particular interest rate. Mm. It's not dependent on suburb. You pay the same amount of finance wherever you live. Yeah, if it's, you know, 3%, 6% commercial, whatever it is, it's not suburb driven. Mm. Uh, same with like, things like GST, stamp duty. No, I mean, none of the, there's no cost, as I guess what I'm getting around to saying. There's no cost in a development that varies depending on the suburb. Yeah. Even construction, which is the big cost, if you like, mm. it's not suburb dependent. No. If I had a particular design, let's say for a three-bedroom townhouse, let's just say it was a 140-square-metre three-bedroom townhouse, building prices are pretty much based on square metres. Yeah. And, and so it wouldn't matter what suburb I built that particular townhouse in. It's going to cost me, you know, let's say 300000 to grab a figure. 300000 in a cheap suburb is going to cost me 300000 to build the identical one in a more expensive suburb. And so it's not suburb dependent. That's the, the big cost. And the only reason the, the build cost is going to be higher is if you up spec. So that has nothing to do with no. if you're choosing a higher, spec, a higher quality or a better quality home to build. That, and that has nothing to do with where it is. You could plonk that anywhere. Yeah. So what we're saying is, yeah, if you're built in an upmarket area, uh, you probably design a different type of townhouse with different specs. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking no. about the, the same yeah. townhouse in a different suburb. The mm. same town mm. uh, costs cost the same. Mm. And so... All these costs are fixed, and the only variable is the land. Mm. So land is a cost, and it's a big one. 
we often talk about the three big costs uh, or the three big numbers, you know, when we, when we do a feasibility, the sale price is the biggest number. But in terms of the costs, the two big costs in, in townhouses would be the construction cost and the land, what you pay for the land. Yeah. And they often add up to about 80% of all your costs. Mm. So they're, they're the two that matter. And, and so the only variable, if you like, because we've got all these fixed costs, the only variable is what you pay for the land when you buy the land as a development site and the other variable is what you can sell it for mm. at the other end. And that's the issue. If what you can sell it for is compressed, if it's low, and if you've got all these other costs that are fixed, it squeezes that bit that's left over. Imagine. <laughs> and the bit that's left over is the land value and your profit. Mm. Let's not forget the profit. Mm. Hey, yes. I mean, that's what we're doing it in the end. And that's what happens. So when you've got a really low low sale price and all these other costs that I mentioned are fixed, Yeah. bingo, what do you got to do? Well, you've got to get the land really, really cheaply to, to make, make it a profit. Work. Yeah. You know? And that's so the Bob, issue. Like, so then how does somebody develop in those areas? Well, often they don't. You'll often see in those really cheap areas, if there is something like townhouse development, it's often bigger developments where they can – get a parcel of land, but the actual land content, the land price per townhouse is really low. Yeah. Because you'll rarely find uh, a situation, those low-priced areas where somebody just buys a house on, you know, seven, eight hundred metres mm. to do three or four townhouses and actually do it because it doesn't work. They have There might be larger tracts of land in there for whatever reason, you know, and uh, it could have been a former nursery or something. For some reason, they can get the land cost per townhouse right really down cheap. low. Yeah. And the other thing is when you look at those places, you look at the design because if you're going to have to build really cheaply, then the only and, – and remember that most – the price around building construction is pretty much based on square metres. Mm. So you're going to build smaller townhouses. And, and, and how do you do that? Well, it comes back to the interior design a bit. Like, you're probably not going to have a separate toilet. You're going to have a toilet in a bathroom. That saves a little bit of space. You might not have a nice kitchen, a nice dining and a nice living. You might have an L-shaped dining, uh, sorry, an L-shaped kitchen where the dining table sort of comes into that open part Well, you of the love L. those too, don't you, Bob? No, not a Every lot. time Bob sees one of those plants, <laughs> he goes I into cringe. one. Yeah, no, he's like, oh, but, they've put the dining But remember thing. that we're selling to a market we're selling a low-priced townhouse. Oh, absolutely. And we're selling to a market who are happy just to get a townhouse at a good price because mm. they can't afford a better townhouse in a better suburb. And so they're going to be small. They're going to probably have L-shaped kitchens with the dining more in there because that saves space. Mm. You're saving square metres. Toilet's going to be in the bathroom. So by saving, saving space, square you're, you're cutting down on costs. Mm. So it specs, everything is just specs, lower. That's, a, that's another one. Yeah, you just, just mentioned the specs. Yeah, it's going that, to be a lower standard of specs. Yeah, lower standard of finish. Finish everything. And so a lot of first homeowners maybe go there and it's a lot of those sort of – or rentals, yeah. the, the rental but, market. But, but often even doing all of that, Still doesn't, yeah, doesn't make it work. More often than not, it's still not going to work, particularly mm. on small sites. I'm not going to name a suburb, but I had a conversation with somebody recently about this. It was a suburb in Brisbane. It's a cheap suburb. Some people might refer to it as a low economic suburb. Uh, but anyway, that particular suburb... You shouldn't uh, say that out loud on a podcast that there's cheap suburbs in Brisbane. <laughs> the rest of the country's fighting to get here as it is. <laughs> well, every every city has its cheaper suburbs. Yeah. You know, um, 
Sydney being a much more expensive suburb, the cheaper suburbs, the values are going to be higher mm. than in another city, but they're still going to be cheap suburbs. This particular one was in Brisbane, was a cheap suburb. Houses, second-hand, like second-hand houses, older houses if you like, uh, and, and it's and it's a pretty well built out. Yes. They sell for around 300000 So the point's this. If, they're not going to work. Well, <laughs> if, if, if you buy a, a house that where you could put, say, even four townhouses on it, let's say it's an 800-square-metre lot. Now, there are 800-square-metre lots in this suburb uh, that where you could build four townhouses. At the moment, it's just got a house on it. If you pay 300000 for a house, that means uh, y- your land content is 75000 a townhouse. But a new townhouse sells for about three fifty if you can find any, and mm. generally they're in big blocks, you know. Uh, you can't – you cannot make money mm. selling a townhouse at 350000 where it's costing you – the land's costing you seventy five. Then you've got to add in all the other costs like construction, council fees, consultant fees, marketing, finance, GST, all those other things and still make a profit. Mm. What I worked out is you couldn't afford to pay more than 120000 for the house, or in other words, 30000 land content per townhouse to actually scrape by with a minimal sort of a margin. Mm. The problem is you're not going to find a house for 120000 mm, We were talking prior to uh, recording just around like the, the reason people do do it and often it's, it's just subdivisions. People will do subdivisions in the lower socio areas and it's the, the person who does build on those, in, on those lots are people that are going to keep them or move in. So often first home buyers or mm. people just wanting their own home. So they don't care so much. It's not about making a profit. It's about having their home, isn't it? Yeah, the thing about these uh, cheaper suburbs is that you've got a better chance of making a profit or making money, if you like, out of a, out of a land subdivision than you do out of a townhouse. Because mm. you think of a townhouse, let's say it costs you know, two seventy or 300000 to build a townhouse. Mm. It only costs about maybe fifty, sixty thousand to build build a block of land. Mm. What I mean by build is that know, when you say that, they actually <laughs> build a block of land. People don't realise that a subdivision is like it's still referred to as a building a development. Well, I I probably say that. Oh, I, say, that I say I say build because, a block of land because you've always told me that. Yeah, so I, I believe know. that that's what it is. Well, we build a townhouse, and I say build a block of land. But what I mean by it is is like we construct it, so bring services in, stormwater, sewer, all that sort of stuff. Subdivide. Yeah, you don't just kind of cut it up. There's a lot more behind a subdivision than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you can build a block of land, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, a lot cheaper than you can build a townhouse, uh, you can uh, – you'll have a better chance of, of making money out of subdivision in these lower areas. I'm not so much thinking of it like a two-lot subdivision, like a one into two, generally a slightly larger one. You know, if you've got a bit of larger parcel of land – Oh, I, I've done them. Mm. Some of the students have, have done subdivisions in these lower areas. Mm. You still have to get the land at a good price to make it work, and generally they're slightly larger parcels where you mm. might get five or ten lots out of it. Uh, so, yep, townhouses might not work. Little, little subdivision might work. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a real fallacy to think because we're creating mm. cheap product, everyone will want to buy it. You know, the problem with it is is some people – buy a property with this in mind uh, and they go and get a development permit, they don't even know that the thing doesn't stack up in mm. some cases. Oh. And then eventually when they got their permit, they rock up at the financier to get some money. The financier sends them off to a valuer 
and the valuer puts all the numbers together and, 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 and it does, it does work. the <laughs> <laughs> and all you all you got is an investment property, probably not even a good one, mm. in a cheap suburb where there's not a lot of capital gain. Mm. What do you do then? So you've got to get it right up front. I actually remember a while ago we had a phone call from a guy. Uh, he was ringing up. I, I don't know whether he just wanted some free advice probably. I don't, I, you, you get a few of those. I do. But anyway, he, he asked he, – he was talking to me about a, a place where – he had some property that was cheaper and he said to me I thought about doing Bob's course years ago and I didn't and I went ahead and bought this piece of land and he'd bought a piece of land in a cheaper area and he couldn't make it work and I said look I'll have a chat to Bob about it and get and get back to you. And Bob was just like, you know what? He should have just done the clause because he never would have bought the land because he would have understood how to do a feasibility, um, you know, how to do a good feasible and know exactly what he was doing. But anyway, um, I think we just wrote that's him an email and told him that <laughs> well, politely, but like you know, that's what happened. I remember you telling me about that. That's a real life story of of the sort of one I just spoke about: mm-hmm. people buying a parcel, thinking. Oh, well, first of all, I can afford it because it's cheap. Mm. Everyone can afford to buy my finished product mm. and it doesn't work. Bob, you had the same at a workshop, hey? Oh, I happened? saved a guy's life at a workshop. Oh, life-saving. Life maybe, yeah. maybe his financial life. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So I was, I was at one of our three-day workshops, live yep. and in person. This is when we could do live in person ones. And, and if you want to come to our next weekend, where well, this will be just out in time. So by the time this comes out... Well, that'll be live. It'll be uh, the day before we're doing a three-day online. So if you hear it live and you want to do our online, reach out immediately. Immediately. And, and you can do the Property Development Workshop online. Anyway, back to you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, was at, so I was at this three-day... Well, at it. I was running a three-day yes. workshop. Yep. And in one of the breaks, let's say morning tea, usually gets swamped by people... Fellow came up. He said, "Oh, he said, I've got a parcel of land. It's under contract. I've got to go unconditional on Thursday. This is probably Friday or Saturday." Mm. And he said, "I've done the numbers. Would you mind having a look?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And being the good guy you are, being like, the good guy I am, because I can look at numbers pretty fast. Yeah, having done thousands and thousands of feasibilities over the years. And the uh, first thing I said is, oh, where is it? You know, before I even looked at the numbers, and he told me the suburb, and I went, ooh. No, not going to work. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, like he must have stolen this land mm. to be doing a project there. Oh, that was your immediate thought. He yeah. got this land so yeah, cheap. like I wouldn't go this. near this land. Elephants yeah. don't go there to die. So, mm. so <laughs> Elephants I, don't go there to die. I had a – the first thing I did is go to the big numbers because that's what you do. And, and so I went to the land purchase price and I thought, oh, well, yeah. But I went to his bill, bill cost. So he was doing uh, small townhouses. And I saw the bill cost and I thought, oh, no way. Now, this is, this is quite a few years ago. So the numbers I quote are not current. So don't go and use these numbers for goodness sake. But at the time, it was about, I think it was about 170000 to build a townhouse. Mm. And uh, that's a while ago. Yeah. Uh, and he had 130 in there. And I immediately went, wow, that's why he thinks it stacks up. Mm. I said, where'd you get the bill cost from? And it was like a friend of a friend or something. I don't know. Someone's cousin's sister's auntie's dog. Yeah. Anyway, I said, mate, that's not it. I said, this is the number you need to use. And when we put that number in, it basically made no profit. And he said, oh, my God. He said, I'm so lucky. Mm. Uh, Because he he had to go unconditional a matter of a couple of days later. And so he pulled out of the contract pretty obviously. But good on him for two things. One... He decided to get himself educated, which is why he was at, at the workshop. Oh, yes. Uh, but, but more importantly, he was brave enough to like come up to me in the break and say, 
do you mind having a look at this? Mm. And and that's that saved him. Mm. Uh, had had he not done the course, he wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't have talked to me. Had he been, you know, a bit of a shrinking violet, if you like, mm. and not come up and have a chat to me, he wouldn't have known. Mm. And he'd be just another one of those casualties that you don't hear about or and maybe do hear about occasionally. Yeah, we do hear about. <laughs> I suppose that also brings to light the whole, uh, you know, putting the right numbers and build cost numbers. You have to have an idea on what you're doing. <laughs> what about that? What about, here's a great story. That lady that commented somewhere once, something's really sarcastic and she said, oh, because Bob Anderson quotes build prices at, at was it? what did she say? No, well, what had happened? Yeah, you're pretty much on. Yeah. Yeah, we got this stupid stinky sort of a thing i don't know was it broadcast was it on a facebook so i can't remember what it was on. quite nasty i hope she's listening (laughs) long and the short of it is she did a feasibility uh she used some numbers she used a construction price that she'd heard from me did a numbers i think she'd even bought a site and then later when it came to valuation it all it all unraveled for her because how feasibility was basically rubbish and the reason it was rubbish is she used the wrong bill price. Now, yeah, I did say townhouse, but what had happened, this was like we, we what you're talking about, I think, was last year in 2020. Mm. When, I, when I tracked it backwards, it was, it was a recording that I did in, in 2011. Now, and that she'd heard like, seven, like all back those years ago mm-hmm. a bill price and hadn't bill. adjusted oh, any that. bill cost so she's using an, an old bill cost I mean everything would stack up if you used the 2011 bill cost my goodness never used old bill cost so like you've got to be a little bit sensible about this if somebody's talking about bill costs and, and it's 2011 recording then don't use it no there you go <laughs> if it's nine years so old so if you're listening lovely I can uh, yeah if you're listening that's why you got into trouble don't blame me for your stupidity. I can, I can remember. Um, Don't hold back, Bob. No, I won't. I, I did let a few. More I know. You're like, how, well, I think she made a comment publicly as well. Oh, I think good it, was, on her. it was on a Facebook page that she mentioned that you'd done you it. You just actually. set yourself up to be a fool. But yeah. But um, like, I can remember. Here's an oldie for you because I can drag stuff out of the past. Yeah. 1990 in Brisbane, I was buying. Larger townhouse sites mm. for seven to nine thousand dollars per townhouse site. What? And we were building two-story, three-bedroom townhouses for forty-five thousand dollars. Now, that sounds insane, but that's the facts. Yep. From from me because I was around mm. uh, doing it back then. So what does that mean? Well, it sounds ridiculous, and we were making you know twenty percent margins then. Now you. Spend two seventy or three hundred on a townhouse. You could be spending, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars land content per townhouse, depending on where. And you're still making, you know, if it stacks up, twenty percent margin. Like time moves on. Yeah, costs go up, sale prices go up. You keep making money. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, we just thought it was a great idea for people to be aware that um, just because a property is cheap and in a cheaper area doesn't mean it will make money. No, no. Unless you're going to, unless it's for yourself to build a house and, and, you're, and you're tied to emotion and you're building what you want, you're not building mm. it to make money and sell, no. then it's probably not going to work. Um, definitely run your numbers properly. Yeah. Run your numbers properly and that's where it'll all start to come apart because in those areas, because of the low sale price, 
all the other costs being fixed, mm. you just can't get land cheap enough generally, unless it's a large parcel and, you know, you can just get economies of scale. Well, Bob, I think that was really useful and informative for some people listening. I know we do have a lot of new listeners and we had some great comments this week. Thanks, Tanya. She, uh, I talked to her yesterday and she said she's getting a lot out of the podcast. So that was great. She said she listens to me at night when she goes to bed. She listens to, to us at night when she goes to bed. How nice is that? So you'll hear this is next time. Is she suggesting that we put her to sleep? I, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. And Mary finally sent your book to you, Mary, yesterday. Sorry about the delay in that. But anyway, remember if you like a copy of this, favor comment favorably uh i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast thanks for joining me bob and i uh, thanks for just being so generous as well yeah, i got that comment too people said you guys are so generous with your info well i hope we've perhaps potentially saved a few people from making an expensive mistake mm. you know yes that could be the upside of the podcast it is the upside of the podcast and if you're interested in knowing more see propertymastermind.com.au i'm hillary saxton this is bob anderson signing off signing off Catch you next week. Bye. See ya.